really confused. Why is there so much hate for Jake Gyllenhaal at the moment? Oh, all oh over, you don't even all know. I've heard about this. You don't know. You don't know. The Taylor Swift song. So you don't know. You don't know anything about Taylor Swift, do you, Tim? That's what you're trying to tell me. Right oh, now. um. Oh. Romeo, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, the yeah, one of the greatest songs of all time. No, no, Ben, uh, and, ben, ben, um, ben, the greatest song of all time. The. <laughs> Sorry, the <laughs> apology. Um, so she back in her back in her heyday, she was twenty and she was dating Jake Gyllenhaal, who was thirty, and apparently he was a very crappy boyfriend during the time, um, and it was lightly documented at the time. Whereas mm. now, because she's doing this whole re-releasing of all her music, because um, because uh, her label has taken it all from her. And then in this new music, she can talk about it. And so Jake Gyllenhaal is getting flamed. Absolutely smashed. Flamed out the wazoo. Um, and then she made a movie Damn, about Jake. it. She so made a movie? A 10 minute short film. Apologies. 10 minute <laughs> short film. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, get amongst it. Mate. Is it are the songs good? I mean, it's it's like re-releases of the old songs with slight tweaks to them and some new ones and stuff like that. And is it is there a re-release of Romeo and Juliet? Because that is a background. Uh, I think there is, but this was a, they, they, she did that before. This is yeah. a re-release of that that red album. I don't know if <laughs> you know what's on that one. I got a feeling you don't know a lot of Taylor Swift. Uh, based on uh, it shows, doesn't it? Look, it doesn't have the. <laughs> it does show. It doesn't, doesn't really have the. Look, I don't, I, my palate, my palate isn't there. My palate it isn't, isn't quite it's as, not um, enough, as in touch it? with you guys. No, it's not. Um, you're probably not a fan of 22, one of the classics. Classic. Oh, um, no. Wow. Oh, wait, 20, yeah. I'm 20 There you go. Can you do that it one, one more time? Yeah, that one. Yeah. No, yeah. that's actually... I just, I just missed it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Get Around It podcast. I'm Ben Gray, and alongside me, as they always are, we have Zach Macon and Tim Pereira. Today, we're going to be doing some underachieving, overachieving, and just right for the NBA. Going to talk about Scottie Pippen a little bit. Five games of the week continues. But first, it's mid-season for the NFL. We made it. It's been a long road. We're finally here. We're going to do some of our mid-season awards. We're going to start straight away. We're going to go straight to the defensive side of the ball with Defensive Rookie of the Year. One of the more boring awards, but Tim... Even though it's a boring award, mm. why don't you get, get us kicked off? Defensive Rookie of the Year. How, what are you feeling uh, to cap off the year? Look, I, th- I think through 10 weeks, there's one somewhat standout player. And he plays, unfortunately, on the Cowboys. And his name is Micah yes, Parsons. Yes, he is. Um, he's, you know, he's, a, he's a linebacker, so of course he's a leader within that defense. And he's showing it. Um, he's playing off ball. He's rushing the pass. He's got five sacks, 14 quarterback hits. And um, already 52 tackles in eight games. And you can see the, the improvement of the Dallas defense has definitely been a major storyline this year in particular. I mean, I think they're top 12 or 13. And, and what, we, you know, what you see every year is the team that is best suited to potentially make a run for the Super Bowl. You really need a top 10 defense. So they're, they're kind of on the, on the cusp of that. And Micah has done extremely well this year to put them there. I'm 100% on board with that one. And I'd just like to say I had that at the beginning of the year. I don't, I don't know. We can, you can check the tapes, but I know I had that one at the beginning of the year. Mm. And I think other than the stats, it's the improvement in the Dallas defense overall, right? I think this mm. was a defense last year that couldn't stop a fly. And now, and you know, it may not be just down to Micah Parsons, but you know, you add a guy in like that, and it has made a significant difference. So, surely, are we going three for three here, Mankin? I didn't want to do it, but I'd like to think something more interesting than picking Micah Parsons. But it is him. 
unfortunately. Yes. Oh, <laughs> He's a rookie <laughs> linebacker who gets used as an edge rusher because he can do everything. Mm. I think that pretty much sums it up. I will, I do like I do think mm. Patrick Sertain is going to be better. Yeah. I'm still a huge fan of that man, and he plays with the Broncos, so no one cares. But Mike <laughs> Parsons, mm. he'll win it easy. A little cutie. Should we jump now to the offensive side of the ball? But on the rookie side, mm. feel like there's going to be two people here in the mix. Uh, do I even bother, Macon? Who is your offensive rookie of the year? <laughs> Oh, Ben. Ben. I don't want to hear it. I didn't choose Mac Jones, but I really, what? really wanted to. Oh, wow. I, I've got I've got the Patriots down for so many awards this year, Ben, but unfortunately, the <laughs> of the year is not one of them. Is that because is that because he's MVP, Max? Well, we'll just we'll wait for the segment, Tim. We'll <laughs> oh wait for the segment. <laughs> um, I've got, I had to go to Mark Chase, only yeah. because I would give it to Mac Jones, but it looks like Jamar Chase is probably going to have like a historically great rookie wide receiver year and it looked, he's going to be part, on par if not better than Justin Jefferson's rookie year last year and he won it on, on a landslide so I think it's going to be hard not to give it to him but don't get me wrong I'd, I am very likely to be wrong on this if Mac Jones continues to play like <laughs> yeah. the better version of Tom Brady so mm, fair enough Tim are you Jamar Chase or are you Mac Jones I am no, I'm Jamar Chase. Oh, wow. At this stage, I mean Jamar's almost got 900 receiving yards, seven TDs, 19 yards per catch. Um, Manx, you you mentioned Justin Jefferson, OBJ, who's the last um, wide receiver to win Rookie of the Year. Um, he had 12 touchdowns, about 14 uh, 1400 yards, and 14 yards per catch. So through 10 weeks, Jamar is he's looking good to break that. Um, although. Look, I'll be honest, Mac Jones, if they if they if they're twelve and five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's the thought process here, isn't it? Because I got Jamar Chase too. But so we think confidently right now, if you had to put a bet on, you'd put it on Jamar Chase. I wouldn't bet. Is that how you That's wouldn't bet it? Answer. I wouldn't bet okay. it. I wouldn't. I'd just bet yeah. yeah, I just wouldn't touch it because Mac Jones, he's coming. Oh, he's coming. As of today, Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. the end of the season will be quite interesting to think about. Yeah. What, is it going to be more dependent on the stats or is it going to be dependent on the record, you think, like you said? It's hard, though, because with, with the quarterback, he, the quarterback is so vital for the record. So a good record is going to trump, um, you know, mediocre stats. Like, he's not going to break the rookie passing touchdown no. or, or yards record. But if a rookie can lead a Patriots team, which a lot of people didn't think we were even going to make the playoffs... <laughs> To potentially a wild card berth or even a um, division oh, champion, God. like a you know div title. Slow down. That would be that be if someone hard, bet on that is... earlier in this week. That would be a good idea. <laughs> I reckon. I'm actually gonna swing. I'm yeah. actually gonna swing. I'm gonna choose Mac Jones because I've just thought about what it's gonna Everything. look like when he, when they're an 11 win Patriots team, mm. and I think it's gonna be hard not to pick the quarterback in that regard. And let's assume the Bengals continue to stink because it's it's starting to trend like they're yeah. gonna turn into the Bengals of old. Okay, mm. I'm swinging. I'm going Mac Jones with the 12-win New England Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Alrighty, let's now jump to another one less flashy award. Let's go Coach of the Year. Mm. Who have we got in here, Mankin? Um, I've got a feeling you're are not going to con- have a certain Are we going to continue with the Patriots? Are we going to oh continue with the Patriots? Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> uh, the NFL's biggest nightmare is back, and his name is Big Bad Bill. Because oh no one thought the Patriots were going to be this good. Well, only the, only a few of us. But right in that mix in the AFC, where it looks like everyone else is going to be, I think they're just they're going to be put into that class with the Titans, the Ravens, the Bills, 
And the fact that he's put a rookie QB in a position to succeed and win games while still learning on the job, there is, I reckon, apart from Sean Payton, who would have been my up there as well for me, those are the only two coaches that could do that, could put a QB with that little of experience in a position to succeed. The storyline's there as well, which I love because, you know, Bill's redemption tour with um, young Mac Jones. And, man, these, like I said, the Patriots keep rolling. How are you going to not give it to them? How are you going to not, considering their expectations at the start of the year? Can we get three amens? <laughs> well, we can definitely get two because I've got Big Bad yes. Bill as well. Um, yes. An incredible recovery for the season. Started off one and three. They're on a four-game win streak. Um, I can also see them pulling together a really big um, second half of the season. Their defense is incredible. Max playing well. Their offense is putting up numbers, especially against good defense defenses. I personally think they could go 12-5. and five. Um, I feel like there's going to be an upset. I think they're going to go. Hard. They're going to split the games with the Bills and potentially have an upset against the Titans. Um, and I don't want the Titans win because, of course, <laughs> we need that um, yep. personal reasons. But the fact that they start off one and three, I think, is the big thing with a rookie quarterback. Normally, teams are just going to crumble. Like the rookie's going to be down in confidence. Bill. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's in the water in in New England, but that man is so Come good. On, at one more job. amen. Come on. Um, there is no amen on here. Come on. I think we know wow. who I'm going to be going with. It's going to be Cliff Kingsbury. I mean... Oh, you're so... Talk oh. about expectations in the preseason. Arizona were not picked to be top of their division, let alone the conference. They're in the toughest division in football. They're currently at the top of it. Two of those two games without their starting quarterback, they had a big win in one of them. And the other one we don't talk about. Um, but, I mean, come on. Talk about expectations. This team is 8-2. and two. What are we actually doing? Come on now. I think Cliff Kingsbury as a, as a coach for Coach of the mm. Year is a little bit more likely than Bill Belichick right now. But, I will say, come the end of the season, if the Patriots are 12-5, and five, I might pay Big Bad Bill. But right now, I'm still sitting on Cliff Kingsbury. I don't think that's something I can, I can let go right about now. You're right enough. Any team that loses to the Panthers does not get. Oh my god! Doesn't bro. get to be on my list. Don't even. Colt McCoy. That's all I gotta say, bro. Colt McCoy. Cam Newton, bro. Cam Newton. Colt McCoy. I Cam man. Newton. It's Colt goddamn McCoy. I don't want to hear it. Ugh. That's a mistake. No. Listen, like I said, come the end of the season, it might be different. I think, but right now, Cliff. It's my boy, Cliff. Let's jump to. We love defense. Let's jump to defensive player of the year. Again, I think there's some clear favorites here. But Tim, what do you got? What do you got in here? Now, I don't know how this is going to come across. Um, normally, you know, coming into the season, everyone thought Aaron Donald. And although he has mm. been quiet in terms of stats-wise, he's had an incredible year because of just all the attention that he draws to himself. Um, but that's not going to unfortunately win him a, another Defensive Player of the Year. So I have Miles Garrett instead of yeah. uh, is it Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, Trayvon Diggs. Um, he currently leads the NFL with sacks with 13, um, 12 tackles for a loss, uh, 23 hits on the quarterback. Uh, you know, he, he could break his or surpass his previous season high of 13 and a half um, sacks in the next couple of games. And he could also go on and, and have 20 plus. And I think with that all being said, although Trayvon Diggs is, is playing very well, He's, and he's got quite a few interceptions. What a lot of teams are finding is he's very ball-hungry, so you can fake him out quite a lot. So I think although he is an incredibly good player and he's young and still there to develop, I think Miles Garrett himself is just 
is just a tier above. And maybe not at this point, but I think at least at the end of the year, he's, his stats are definitely going to, and he is going to prevail as that defensive player of the year. Yeah, I think with the Trayvon Diggs one, as much as his stats do look good, a lot of interceptions, he does have a lot of moments of just like brain fart, right? And I think mm. if you're a guy who's defensive player of the year, I mean, I don't want a guy who's going to have a brain fart in the middle of a game after making a big play. And Miles Garrett is mm. just, he's, he's hungry. He's hungry on that edge. He's so um, hungry. So I, I've got him as well. Make it, is that, is that three for three in, in defensive player of the year? Yeah, we've got three amens. Anyone that can suck... Justin Fields four and a half times in one game. Is, oh my gosh. That was all I needed. I didn't even look at the season stats. I just remembered that game. And I went, yeah. No, it's Miles Garrett. He, and it's been coming for a yeah. while, for a couple of years now. So that's the other yeah. thing as well. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. That's fair enough. Let's jump to Offensive Player of the Year. Are we going to get some amens here? I think this could be interesting. I've got Cooper Cup. Nice. Um, and I think this sh- this was Derrick Henry's award if it wasn't MVP. Um, and Cup's pretty lucky that Derrick Henry went down. I just don't think there's another wide receiver who's been quite as dominant as he has this year, and I think we've seen that on the Rams where he's just been a go-to for Matt Stafford. Um, so, yeah, I got Cooper Cup, and he's you know he's leading the league in um, receiving yards and, thing, and all the stats jump out of the field, but it's, it also passes the eye test with the Offensive Player of the Year. Mm. Um, who you got, Megan? Oh, Cooper Cup. <laughs> Everything <laughs> you said. I just... Look at this. No, I was with you. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, I'll second everything, Ben. Basically, what I was going nice. to say. Oh, look at that! That's wow. nice, Tim. Three for three again. Tell you what, unanimous. What the hell? <laughs> I heard everything you say. Look at this. Golly, man. Uh, let's get to the MVP so I can start pissing people off. <laughs> oh God, what do you got in here? MVP. Come look, on. come on, man. I've got please. two. I've got two names because if I'll be honest, this MVP yes. race is. Not good. Only because no one has really won it mm. yet and no one looks like they want to win it. Mm. Mm. Two names, both from the NFC. I've gone... I narrowed it to T. Brizzle and Aaron Rodgers. And here's oh. my thing on Aaron, all right? Even though he's only immunized and that might affect how much people <laughs> want to vote for him, I look at all the other candidates for the award. The Packers are the steadiest out of everyone. Like, they got their one loss in week one. And then they've got the win, the L against the Chiefs without Aaron, with Jordan Love. So I like the car, thing with Kyler, the injuries get into it, and the Cardinals are frauds. And then you've got the Rams and Stafford look horrendous. Um, everyone's yeah. kind of falling out. The Bills, I don't trust the Bills. I don't trust the Ravens with Lamar, even though I love Lamar. I'm not giving it to Ryan Tannehill. So Derek Henry's injured, so it just keeps falling away. And then we're down to Brady and Rodgers. So... I don't know. I'll probably just go Rogers though, because the Bucks. You know, Tom Brady hasn't looked right without all his weapons there. He's forty-four. I hate to mention Tom Brady's age, which hasn't, <laughs> which we've been saying for about ten years now. But I reckon Aaron Rodgers just sneaks in there. Week sixteen, his name starts to get brought up. Hey, let's give it to him. He's been good, and the Packers look like they're going to be the one. I reckon they're looking for the one seed in that NFC now that he's back. Well, my MVP is Carlo. Kyla Murray and pretty much the Cardinals although they got the win a couple weeks ago with Colt McCoy Kyla is the best offensive weapon in the league at the moment and going back to what you were saying um, about Aaron Rodgers um, I think his one week off because of COVID um, that's going to have pretty much the same impact in terms of um, you know voters looking at it as kind of being detrimental to the team as Kyla's two weeks because he's he's pegged to be back next week and I think 
guess what? If they if they um in week eleven I believe it was, and if they go, let's say Kyler comes back and the and wins the remaining of the games, which isn't a stretch considering how good they looked, um, and he gets the number one seed. Why not? Because again, voter fatigue as well. It's hard to go back to back with MVPs in the NFL. Damn, I was not expecting that. Um, I didn't even have Kyle Murray as my MVP. I think if you're injured, listen, man, you're not there for all for every single game. That's pretty tough. I had that's same with that's the same with Rogers though. That's no, true. it's not the same. Yes, it is. A last time I checked, two is more than one. Kyle Murray's been two, two weeks. Yeah, and guess what? That's Aaron double. Rogers, Aaron Kyle Murray's been out lied. double the amount of time. Aaron Rodgers lied to his team. Or, he didn't or mis- lie. He sorry, said immunized. He misled mis- his team. So you think the misled. voters? You think the voters are going to are going to appreciate that? Putting, no, no, well, no. Because isn't the most valuable player to a team supposed to be? The it's not supposed to put your team in harm's way, and that's mm-hmm. technically what they did, and that's what he did. Sick. So injury, I'll, honestly, if I was a teammate, Aaron, you can mislead me to a fifteen and two record. That's fine. Yeah. And then <laughs> I really <lose>. don't care. <laughs> don't and then care. Lose, and then losing the championship. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. The good thing is the MVP doesn't cover that. Otherwise, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have got <laughs> oh. one. So that's fine. <laughs> that's literally fine. Kyler Murray as well. Let's not forget for the rest of the year, he's injury prone already, and he's going to be coming back from an injury when he does come back. You don't even know he's going to be right. I do. So there's a lot of ifs. I got, I got so much faith. I got faith. Uh, but I don't have enough faith to put him above, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Tom Brady. Um, um. Yeah. I mean, come on now. What are we doing? The stats jump out of the board. Yeah. Um, I know the record. I guess what's gonna, it's going to come down to whether they can just win out the rest of the season um, and propel their record above, say, the Packers or the Cardinals. Because um, I think, you know, let's say they are the three seed. That'd be an interesting battle for the MVP over there because then I think someone mm. like Josh Allen could sneak in there. But yeah, I got Tom Brady at my MVP and it hurts. It hurts to have to say that. Um, I love that. Because it really should have been that. it really should have been that. Derrick Henry. And, I, and I'm adamant yes. that if Derrick Henry didn't get injured, this was the year that yeah, he would have done it. this was the year. Because like yeah. you said, Literally weak, the weak MVP class. So the weak. Week, yeah, the week before we uh, Derrick Henry got injured, we were like, if as long as no other QB like pops off the page... Derrick Henry's going to win it because they're dying to give it to him. Yeah. It was all there, man. Times are 8-2. I think mm. we jinxed As well. It. We think we did jinx it. I'm happy Jesus. none of us had Josh Allen, though. That makes me happy. Yeah, no one believes in it. Josh. They didn't. They not, ain't th- not this year. It just it seems it seems like he's a bit off. And also, you lose to the Jags. Come on now. I ain't paying That's that. That's tough. That's a hard Didn't just lose to the Jags. They lost 9-6 to six to the Jags. Jesus. You can't even blame the defense. That's <laughs> no. disgusting. That's disgusting. Yeah. I'm Did you guys that. have any um, fun awards mixed in there at all? Anything that isn't usually awarded? I've got one. I've got choke of the year. Um, and I'm actually going to give it to the Bills and Josh Allen. Um, just because this was the year that they were meant to win. This is the year that also the Chiefs aren't playing well. And you're telling me the Bills aren't currently leading the AFC. And there's a chance that they could be caught by the Patriots in their own division. That's a choke to me. That's a that's a big old choke to me where... That this is this was the year for them, and now King Henry's down as well. Can you imagine if the Bills had a better record right now? King Henry goes down. That's even more, no more sort of like, what's the word? Jesus, uh, momentum going their way. I think they they choked this year when they just came out and they had a couple of those bad losses because um, this was the year to do it. So they're, they're mine for that one. Yeah, I didn't have I didn't have one written down, but when you just said biggest choke of the year, 
only competitor I would put with that is Baker Mayfield in a contract year <sighs> for getting out of my quarterback. Yeah. Because start of the year, we're thinking Baker's going to get an absolute monster bag. Now mm. I'm thinking, hey, take your 17 mil, take mm. your, or even take your fifth year option for 18 mil, which I think is what he'd get for the fifth year option, and let's play, run it back again. He, that's a choke job. That brother was going to mm. get paid. Yeah, nuts. Nuts. Did you have anything else interesting, Tim? <sighs> Not really. Okay. Not really. I, um, yeah, I think, I'm think I'm pretty happy with the normal ones. But that was a nice, nice little choke of the year. It is. Should we jump over then to <laughs> an mm. interesting mm. one? Five games of the week. Uh, Mankin, run us through what we got going on for this week. What happened last week? What are the <sighs> scores at? What do we got, Mankin? Another damn week, eh? <laughs> so I believe I got two out of five. Ben got two out of five. Tim got three. Wow. Rough week. Which really annoyed me. Mm. Rough week. Um, Tim and I, great. We had a great win with the Titans great. Saints. Great. That, with the Saints missing the two-point conversion to go to overtime. But keeping us within our two and a half, that was great. Mm. And then I picked the Raiders plus two and a half. Mm. Because... Red yeah. Nation stand the hell up. And the Chiefs decided to remember how to play football this week where I had Raiders plus two and a half. Mm. So that sucks. So now we're looking at the scoreboard. Starting to spread out a little bit. <laughs> Tim's on 26 out of 49. Ben's on 24 out of 49. I'm on 21 Whoa. out of 49. Wow. So Tim, it's been fun playing you this year. Nice scrimmage. <laughs> I'll just stick to looking at to Ben, who's only three away from me. But hey, long season. Any given Sunday. I think long that, season. Any given Sunday. Any given man. Sunday. The way I see this ending, Ben, is after week 16, you're ahead of me. That extra week of NFL football is going to get oh, me over the yeah. line. Week 17, from nowhere. From nowhere. Ravens. <laughs> In Chicago. Oh, uh, Bears coming off a bye week, so the coaching genius Matt Nagy has an extra week. <laughs> To, pl- to plan and prepare. <laughs> Ravens just losing to the Dolphins as well. Um, the Bears are six and a half point underdogs. Mm. Oh, I've, I have decided to bear down and take the Bears plus six and a half. Because, wow. Look, don't get me wrong. Give me the Bears versus Ravens last two minutes and then there's a field goal needed. I've got, we're going to win, but six and a half's a lot. And we, we've got target, <laughs> but six and a half, that's a scary number. So I'm just gonna take that. I'm gonna take. I'm taking wow. the points in Shy Town. When I saw when I saw that this game was down, I honestly in my head said you could give me any number and I would take the Ravens. Um, but now that you've said six and a half, man, what are what are the rules of five games a week again, Tim? <laughs> ben, Ben, <laughs> we failed to do it this we year, did. but last year there's something that you always have to down you always have to down and it's the bears isn't it so i guess <laughs> you do not want to do that six and a half <laughs> jesus christ man that's a lot of points tim is that a, is, are we going to continue our trend of agreeing on everything and you're going to step in as well oh man big yeah. big choice ravens here. the ravens just lost lost to the dolphins bounce back. just lost to the dolphins and Ben, Ben, you got to bear, bear down. down. You got to bear down. You're in the you're in this interesting little position here, Tim, where you've got quite a lead. So your decisions. Yeah, they I are think your own. Tim's gonna have you're to even mm. stop really going fast because Tim's is gonna. If we got a consensus, Tim's there's no way Tim goes out in the lead. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's the, right. that's the last time this year that you ever go last. So I'm going to make sure I remember that. Um, <laughs> next one we've got is the Minnesota Vikings versus the Green Bay Packers. Vikings, we called it mm. last week. We thought two and a half wasn't enough against the Chargers. This week, they are also underdogs again by two and a half in Minnesota against Green Bay. I get why the line's like this. With, with Aaron Rodgers back. I've taken the Packers minus two and a half. But do not sleep on the Vikings. That was, I think there's a reason that it's only two and a half. Tim. <laughs> Tim? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Uh, two and a half is not a lot of points. And I don't know. Maybe there's an upset coming, but I don't have that funny feeling. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take the backers. Yeah. I mean, you got to take the Packers, right? And Macon, you just said that Aaron Rodgers was going to be the MVP. So I'd like an MVP performance here to keep the Vikings uh, below them and not let the Vikings get any hope up. So Packers minus two and a half, sure. Doesn't it, it does scare me a little bit that it's only two and a half. It seems a bit random, but mm. anyway, I'm not smart enough to yeah. bet against the Packers. Uh, next one, this one's tough. Bills versus the Colts. Carson Wentz. You give me that face because you think, why would that be tough? The line is seven and a half. Oh, Jesus Christ. A lot of points. Holy a lot of points. crap. <laughs> A lot of points. Obviously, in in Buffalo, uh, and the Bills obviously have a record of annihilating teams on their day, which I think is why. You know, if you woke up on Monday morning, the score scores 41-16, it's not a shock. That's probably why the line's seven and a half. Tim, mm. where are you at? Colts plus seven mm. and a half. Look at him. It's at, it's, it's at Buffalo? <laughs> I am going to... Oh, it's a big game for the Colts. It is a big game for the Colts. I think I'm... Yeah, you are. I'm going to take the... Jesus. Bills minus seven and a half. Ben, maybe this is why team's winning. We haven't asked him to go first enough. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Ben, what's the... Where's the... Where's your great mind leaning towards? Where is our mind? Where is where is my great mind leaning towards? I hate the Colts. Yeah. That's the thing. I've been adamant that the Colts are garbage the entire season. But I did just say that Josh Allen and the Bills weren't it. You did say um, that. Man, I did say that. Seven and a half. A lot of points. In Buffalo, I'm going to wake up and it's going to be a smashing. Give me the Bills at minus seven and a half. <laughs> I'm culting down. I am taking the Colts plus seven okay. and a half. Wow. Listen, that's a lot of points, man. Seven and a half is a lot it of points. Lot of and all I can need is the Colts to get a, a, a bit of a lead, hand that rock over to Jonathan Taylor. And hey, mm. Josh Allen ate it this year as well. So I'm taking the plus seven and a half with the Colts. I did not think anyone would take the Bills, but there you have it. Next game, um, we'll let Tim go first again. I'm enjoying the... I'm enjoying this. Really yeah. enjoying this new water. Um, <laughs> Chiefs versus the Cowboys in Kansas City. Mm. I was surprised by this one. Cowboys are underdogs by two and a half. So you get Chiefs minus two and a half in Kansas City. Now, obviously, the concern is that Kansas City team last week looked like the Kansas City of old. Yeah. Um, so that's probably the concern. Tim, what are you thinking? Chiefs minus two and a half. I'm going to go Chiefs again. I think... Wow. I think 
the Chiefs need this more than the Cowboys do. The Cowboys have, you know, I don't know if they, they I mean, of course, they're going to be fighting for the number one spot in the, um, the NFC, but they've got so much breathing room in their own division. Um, I think the Chiefs need to start to put something together. Um, their defense played well against the, um, the Raiders, and I think I think the the, the Chiefs have, have have a little bit more confidence coming in, um, and I think they match up okay. So I'm going to go Chiefs in the points Yeesh. or minus the points. Damn, right on. Tim, ben? <laughs> Tim, I don't know what it is today, but I feel like me and you are on the same sort of wavelength. <laughs> um, <laughs> and my reason is is because. On, on, on Saturday Night Maker, you mentioned to, you said to me, "Watch how the Chiefs just back into this year just blitz it, and they they're the Chiefs of the old." And I've got I've got that funny feeling about this game that that the Chiefs the Chiefs gonna are going to be Chiefs. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. the Chiefs are going to be the Chiefs this game. So I've got the Chiefs at minus two and a half as well. This could be a big week. Shit. This could be a big week, making if Shit. you take if you take the Cowboys here. Oh, how about them boys, eh? <laughs> how about them boys? I'm taking Cowboys. Wow. Plus two and a half. Big swing. Big swing this week. The way I look at it is, I've got 10 weeks of history telling me the Chiefs are garbage, and I've got one telling me they're good. And regardless of if the Chiefs are back or not, you're giving me points and the Cowboys team that's looking rather deadly itself. So I'm taking Cowboys plus two and a half. I did not think there would be any love for the Chiefs. Okay. Wow, okay be concerned about this week now um <laughs> next one Chargers versus oh, the Steelers this one, sucks. this one sucks I chose this one as my last game because I just thought it's an absolutely brutal game to try and pick the line on uh, <sighs> Chargers minus four and a half against Pittsburgh Ooh. Tim Take it away. No, I'll go Take second. I'm not no going way. first again. No, no, no I'm not going first again. No I'm not ben, going ben, first again. Do you remember? Do you remember when I tried to unload the hosting duties and I got told? Yeah, no, Manx, but I'm in but charge. you 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 also said last week that you want to you need to continue to do the do it first. So this is being thrust on upon me. I will go. Yeah, I will I'm go second. Leader. I will I'm go second. No, ben, Tim. you start this up. <laughs> ben, you start this off. No, Tim, you've been outvoted. No. Oh, we can edit this. We can edit it out until you say something. <laughs> I, I will sit here all day long. I tell you what. Uh, okay, I didn't realize it was four and a half. That's a big line. That is a big line. And it's, it's at... Oh, it doesn't really matter where it's at. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's flustered. Four and a half. Damn. Damn. I am going to take... You get a shot clock? Yeah, I'm going to take the charges here. At minus four and a half. And I think I'm doing that because <laughs> the Jags and the Steelers just tied. Um, and I know I know the Vikings beat the Chargers. But again, I think they're playing for more. So I'm going to take the points. So I'm going to take um, the Chargers minus five and four and a half. Damn. <laughs> Where are you at, Ben? Uh, looking at the injury report, TJ Watt. Uh, currently uncertain or doubtful for the game um, against the Chargers. So uh, that means that I should take the Chargers. But there's something telling you that <laughs> something, you shouldn't? Something, I can see in your eyes. There is something screaming at me to, tell, to take the Steelers <laughs> at plus four. Is Big Ben back? He should be. He's very likely. And the Chargers don't have a good uh, rush defense, and they do have Najee Harris. Uh, yeah, but no, he has done nothing this year. 
you obviously, oh, you obviously you have been keeping up with um, the Steelers football. You also don't watch enough Pittsburgh ball. <laughs> he can play. Kick a, you're right. kick a ball. Wait, wait. So where are you going, Ben? I'm going to take the Steelers. They're plus four and a half. Oh, shit. This means Ben and I have three different ones this week. Oh, wow. no. Damn, damn. Can I change? No. Wait, what? What does it mean? What a change? Hang on. No. no. You're with me. We're taking the charge. Last time this happened, we had the Titans Saints team. Oh, that right? is true. That is Six true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Big Ben's doubtful. You, so. You're a piece oh, yeah. of sh. Oh, my God, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> Got him. Oh. Tell you what, that's. And TJ Watt's not looking great either. So uh, you've been giving the charges at home. <laughs> four and a half. Oh, that's that, eh? So you, so we've got. That's a big Both of them are all the same for two of them, and then we've got three different ones for Ben and I with Bills, Colts, Chiefs, Cowboys, and Chargers, Steelers. Jesus Christ! So me and Tim. Ben, all I'm saying is I could be back even at the end of the week. True. It's possible. So me and Tim are all the same, but one. Yep. You're all the same except Chargers, Chargers, Steelers. Damn. If I knew what was good for me, I would have just stuck with what Tim does. He just seems to be working so far. God. Well, we've really found a loophole with the whole Tim go first. Hey, well, this is not <laughs> not a comfortable experience, was it? Uh, I'm going to do so much research, <laughs> and I'm going to yeah. Then I'm going to make you go third. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, to continue our NBA, we're going to begin with probably my favorite bit of news for a while, where we have officially ended the debate. That LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan, and I don't think there's any more damning evidence I could ask for than his very own Robin to his Batman in Scottie Pippen has basically come out and said Jordan's a fraud. Uh, Jordan didn't like passing the ball. LeBron is better because he makes everyone uh, around him better. Tim, obviously, you and I we knew this already, but I imagine for you, Ben, big week because it would have been a little bit of a heartbreak for you to finally realise that you've been. Lying to yourself for years about the Jordan LeBron debate. Listen, man. Thoughts Listen, on it? Listen, man. First and foremost, Scotty's a bum. Um, <laughs> just so we're clear, he's a bum. Uh, he's lucky he had Michael Jordan on his team. And we know what this is. Tim, you ever heard about something called marketing? Because I have. I have. Ben, can you explain it to me? Let me, let me break it down for you. Scotty Pippen's got a book <laughs> coming out. Did you know that, Tim? Did you know Scotty Pippen had a book coming out? No, I didn't. You didn't. Well, how about let's throw some stories out there in the world about Scottie Pippen. So you search up his name and then you go buy his goddamn book. He is just unbelievable. He's just salty he got underpaid. Salty he wasn't the number one guy on his team. Uh, he's only top 50 in ever because of Michael Jordan. I mean, listen, I just, I, I, I don't understand what, what this dude's doing. He, he just wants to cause controversy and we know that Michael Jordan's better than LeBron James, so... That's what it is. That's all I got to say on the matter. Well, not according to Jordan's Batman, which I think speaks volumes. Um, <laughs> God, Brad. For anyway, for the current NBA, before none of us agree on this ever, um, we're doing this week. We're doing NBA overachievers and underachievers. I believe we're about what we're about fourteen games in now. Mm. Um, there's a few very surprising teams. There's a few surprising individual performances, and then a few very lackluster ones. Uh, to be nice about it, I guess we'll kick it off with. Let's be negative. We're all negative <laughs> okay. individuals. Let's kick it off with some underachievers. Uh, Tim, 
what do you th- what do you think? Fifteen games in, who's to, who do you look at as just think you are underachieving? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw him under the bus. We talked about it a little bit last year uh, last week. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum has been underachieving, especially because Jalen Brown has been injured as well. Um, he's he's scoring less. He's got lower assist totals. He's got lower steals. He's got you know his field goal percentage, three point percentage, both down. His PER is ranked 129th. But the Boston Boston stinks. His plus minus is the worst in his career, and you'd, you'd expect him coming into what this is his fourth or fifth year to be to be kind of putting up career numbers, continuing to um, you know uh, improve. Mate, and everyone's everyone's seen a little bit of a decrease in scoring, so that's not necessarily too much of an issue. If it wasn't for the fact that everything else has gone down as well, so I think um, combine that with Boston's record at the moment and all the kind of dysfunction within that team, you need a leader and your leader's not showing up. So Jason, you know, underachieving just at the moment. Okay. Um, I'll stick to um, I'll stick to players that are underachieving uh, and I'll go Damian Lillard. Um, again, mm. mentioned him either last week or the week before when, when we were talking about the foul, foul trouble and what that new rule has done. Um, the man is not good at the moment. I'm going to be honest. And you, and you know he's not good because he's making tweets out saying, what did the 10 years say to the 14 games? Like, bruh, you're, you're playing like trash at the moment. I don't know what you're trying to say here. He's averaging... Oh, he's bumped up to 20, but he was at 18 points per game before that um, for a, a guy who is meant to be first-team All-NBA. That's just not good enough. And that's reflected in another thing, the fact that you know his team is nowhere near up there in the West. So... Damian Lillard, man, you're underachieving as as hell. It's not even it's not even close. This is great. My, I got three of I got three underachievers, and two of them were the Blazers and Celtics. <laughs> I'm glad we've all great minds think alike. Thing on the Celtics, I'd like to say, I feel like it's time for the hypothetical discussion of if you were ha- if you were gun on your head, you had to trade Brown or Tatum. You know where my yeah. mind's at. Do I have? I know it seems crazy considering Tatum's always been touted as the number one guy, but. I think Jalen Brown's two-way potential, for me, I'm taking Jalen Brown. Mm. Like, if because I think it's going to come to that is Brad Stevens is going to have to trade one of them because they're heading that way. It just obviously looks like it doesn't fit. I would not only can you trade Tatum for way more, mm. but I think I'd also rather actually keep Jalen Brown. Is there any anyone on my side on that? I prefer. I personally prefer Brown. Um, I know he's a little bit older, but I think he's all around a better player. The thing with, I mean, if I'm looking at a G, as a GM with Tatum, um, just you know, first of all, he's younger. Second of all, he's kind of more box office. So you know, if you're looking at more of the the business he side is. of things, I mean, Jalen Brown's um, Jalen Brown's box office man. He is, he's but think Brown. about think about the popularity. Like, not not a lot of people are talking about Jalen Brown in comparison to Jason Tatum, um, which may not is because you know mainstream media, you can't trust him. Um, but but from a like from a like just a basketball perspective, I think Jason uh, Jalen Brown is better, at least at the moment. She's a very tentative little better there. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't want another Steph Curry. Instead. I don't know. I think about. Don't worry, I'm putting you <laughs> I think the when you talk about the two way potential of Jalen Brown, I think you look at the potential that Jason Tatum would have as a defender if he improved. I think is up there as well. You give him, you give a guy with that much length on defense, like mm. that is, that is an asset. Um, and the two years younger thing is is big for me, man. I'm thinking about, yeah. I'm thinking about dynasties as a GM myself. I think about dynasties. I don't think about 
winning a chip next year. Um, and yeah, I just I love Jalen Brown, I do, but Jason Tatum, I feel like you can't you can't trade him away, can you? You just can't. It's it's mm. not going to happen. I also I just had the Celtics as just right make it just because I feel like we saw this coming. <laughs> nice. I feel like we saw this coming. I don't really think That's they're underachieving. I think this is just where they need to be considering the state of that organization. Um, hmm. but yeah. Tim, did you have any other underachievers so far? I I had one more and I don't want to, I know he's injured and I don't want to kick a man when he's down, but when you sign a Max deal but, and then proceed to drop your productivity by almost 100%, I don't know. For me, that's kind of crazy. And that's Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> His points have come down from nine to ten, nine, sorry, 19 to 10 Jeez. points, just, just under 10 points. His rebounding totals, his field goal percentages, um, both just um, on the, you know, field goal percentage plus three point um, percentage is, is completely down. I mean, the Nuggets needed him to step up. And of course, before the injury, this is kind of the sample size of which I'm going off. He wasn't that guy. And they're now having to rely on Will Barton as their second best player. Hopefully when he gets back from injury, um, you know, he'll be that second or third option that they really need. And I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm rooting for the guy, but coming into the season, just signing a max deal to to then go from, you know, being touted as almost an uh, MIP candidate from last year or or MIP favorite to this year to averaging, you know, 9.9 points per game. I think it's just a little bit, you know, the man's underachieving a little bit. Yeah, no. That's fair. Yeah. That's good stuff. I'd even go a step further. Could it be a just a championship window closing injury uh, for the Bucks? With the Jamal Murray health and the Michael Porter Jr. health mm. and all the money they have tied up in both those guys long term. Listen, man, I think Jokic's brother might need <laughs> here because they might need him at this point <laughs> to get on out there. That's a good one. I didn't think about Michael Porter Jr. I've got one as well after that was inspired by today's performance uh, Anthony Davis okay as an underachiever for me I've just so utterly disappointed by how he played this year considering this was again no LeBron you know you've come off the ring there's no more you know like monkey on the back we can't, for so many years we've said he's oh he looks good this off season he's gonna he's gonna be that defensive player of the year MVP candidate mm. that he should be and I think at this point, I'm ready to say, I'm ready to write him off. He'll never win a major award in the NBA. He will never be an MVP. He will never be a defensive player of the year. Because if you can't do it at this age, with like everything that he's got going for him, no LeBron to just play, we just need you to play 10 games at an MVP level. Like we're not asking for a full season out of you. I'm just disappointed, man. And the, even today, if we just go on like a pure attitude thing, like you can't, your best player, can't, you can't get ejected. You just can't get ejected if you're the best player on a team for something so stupid like he did where the ref didn't wait for him to tie his shoes. Like, who cares, man? Just <laughs> play on. Just get over it. Like, he already had a tech, so he knows in his head if he gets another one, he's ejected. And he just does something like that. Like, a real number one just can't do that. And I don't think team, teams fear AD as they should considering his talent, the way they would like a Giannis. <clears throat> and I'm at the point where I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm ready to wow. say he's going to be one of those way too overqualified number twos. Oof. Like, way too overqualified. Okay. That's not I'm that bad. I actually didn't even think about that. Because um, what? Because yeah, this was this was the year that we thought that Anthony Davis switches to be the number one option, doesn't he? Um, yeah. Yeah. And he's not like he's not like a twenty six year old anymore. He's twenty eight. Like, ugly. yeah, like this is it. Like he's got it's he's got three more years, and it's supposedly supposed to get worse from there, mm. especially with his yeah. size and his injury history. Eek. 
Come on, man. Nah, Come on, Anthony. Be better. I mean, I guess that's a symptom of, and I had it in here, the Lakers underachieving as well. But I'm not willing to say they're fully underachieving just because LeBron's out, right? Um, and it's, yeah. and I think it's similar for the Bucks. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say the Bucks are underachieving. They don't have Chris Middleton and they don't have Giannis at the moment either, right? Like, I'm willing to, I'm willing to pay those two just trotting along themselves, waiting to figure out as we get a couple more games yeah. into here. Um, do we want to switch over to a couple just rights? Go on, kick it off. What do you got for me? Well, obviously I had the Celtics, and I think I've also got, um, I've now got the Grizzlies. Number eight, I think that's exactly where they need to be this year. Mm. And I'd love to see that be exactly where they are at the end of the year. I, I, I don't want them to be one of those teams that's on the outside of the play-in. I think they'd well, well and deserve to be one of those inside the play-in type of guys. Um, and I think, listen, I don't really think they're a five, six seed. They're fun. Jar's fun, but they're not a 5-6 seed yet. Year away. Um, so I think the Grizzlies sitting at number eight is just about right for me. Didn't someone have him as an MVP candidate last week? I did. Wasn't that one of you? <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, coming into, that, coming into that week, it was absolutely balling. So. Yeah. Hey, no, it's fine, man. It's fine. I just, I, it, it crossed my mind when someone said that. <laughs> oh, well. Did you, what did you have, Tim? Um, I only have one, uh, and it's Phoenix. I think Phoenix are just right at the moment. And the reason why I say that, they started off quite slow, um, you know, dropping a few of their um, first couple games. But they're on a nine-game win streak, albeit against, you know, lackluster opponents. But they really should be, you know, top four, top five in the West. And they're currently sitting at two. Um, and, and, you know, they're starting to play really good basketball. They also have the top ranked five-man lineup i saw this stat which kind of was crazy to think about both offensively and defensively in the league so i think they're they're currently sitting at two i think that's kind of where they should be you know in that in that top echelon of the western conference um started out slow but i think they're kind of you know getting a bit of rhythm and this is kind of where they should be I like that. I like that. Um, I only had one just right as well. I had the Pelicans at two and thirteen. That's my just right. <laughs> <laughs> they are bang on to where I thought they'd be. Yeah, they so are. that's what I had. Yeah. God, oh, they suck at basketball. Um, let's be positive. Yep. Let's go to NBA. Actually, both my oh, one of my overachievers is positive. The other one's not. But um, NBA overachievers. How can you not have uh, a positive overachiever? I found a way. No, of course, <laughs> I found a way to put a negative spin on would. it. <laughs> it's been a tough week, man. Like that's uh, ben, we'll start with you then for an NBA overachiever. Do you have the Bulls? No. Uh, okay. I mean, yes, obviously the Bulls are an overachiever, but I thought I'd let someone else talk about that. Let's talk about the Wizards, yeah. man. What the nice. hell's going on over there yeah. in Washington? Nice. Um, currently, the one seat, ten and three. Uh, fun team. Got a bunch of just Fun. bunch of just dudes that got left out and forgotten is what it feels like. Um, guys like Carl Kuzma, Spencer Dinwiddie, Montrez Harrell mm. putting up numbers. What the hell is going on? Mm. Um, so I just think it's a bunch of dudes who got left out and are now playing a lot of team basketball and they're having a lot of fun down there. I mm. think they're overachieving, but man, could 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 they make the playoffs legitimately? Could they really hold this all the way through? That's that's nuts to me. So I mean, Wizards, good on them. I've I'd go a step further. Like, why couldn't they just miss the play-in? Surely, <laughs> like they could be a top six seed at this right? rate. They're playing I so think that's well. That's not crazy. I mean, I've so, so fun. I've I've got the Wizards as well. They've got four players scoring over fifteen. Nice. Um, and you you'd expect like Bradley Beal to be just absolutely dominating for them to start off ten and three. 
like he's not like he's it's like you said ben great team basketball um trez montrez which you um you mentioned he's fifth on the mvp list (laughs) with a player efficiency rating of 28.46 which um is kind of in the top top echelon in the league um and their defense they've been winning because of their defense which is kind of crazy to think about when you when you think of that team so yeah i'm with you ben overachievers and, and top six yeah it's happening it's let's happening. get him in there why can't why, why can't yeah, don't say why shout out to carl kuzma let's get carl kuzma in there as well for the leading overachievers leading double double threat yeah. every damn night he steps on that court he's getting 10 boards so happy to see him getting shots he's been waiting so many years for that um i want to go to one of my my positive one mm. for everyone kevin durant is on track in my opinion to have the best individual statistical season ever in a regular season ever mm-hmm. i looked at the numbers today and happened to run into him they're insane he's shooting 59 percent from the floor dropping th- i think it's 30, yeah, 38 and 5 yeah 30 we round well, up 38 and 5 we round up <laughs> 38 and 5, shooting 59% from the floor on 18 attempts per game, 44% from three. You did Shaq in 99 and 2000, right? Obviously, you know, that's considered one of the best seasons of all time. He shot 58% from the floor. Kevin Durant right now is shooting better from the floor than Shaq did in 2000. Damn. That's insane. Um, And let's not forget, his second best player right now is currently Fat James Harden, (laughs) who is slowly getting skinnier, but he's not quite there yet. And obviously, he's got Kari, who's off Burning Sage somewhere in New Brooklyn. Who knows what he's doing? And he's doing this. He's winning games. It's insane. And I looked at Jordan's best statistical season, which was 1990-91. Um, no, he averaged 32-6-5 that year on 40, 54% shooting. Damn. That's insane. That's still impressive but back that's then. that's what KD's at. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Wait, oh, sorry, three steals. Jordan also had three steals. Yeah, that's... Jesus. Of course he did. Um... But my point is, like, Katie's there. Wait, did like, you say Katie's 38 average, points? It's 38 and 5. Oh, thank 38 you. 38 oh, and 5. I was, I was like, 38. <laughs> I just oh. saw your face. I thought it was Yeah, I know, but I'm like, I'm looking at the thing. I'm like, damn. Um, yeah, wow. But, yeah, I think Katie keeps going, man. Mm. It's insane. Mm. And the fact that everyone thinks Steph is currently leading the MVP over him. With these numbers Katie's putting up, I felt bad that I hadn't found this out earlier. Yeah, Because I just wow. haven't heard just the efficiency of what he's doing it's crazy well, he's just doing so it quietly wild. right that's what that's what kevin durant does is he just mm. puts up these absurd numbers yeah. behind your back whereas while steph curry is jacking it up from half court making the whole crowd get on their feet kevin durant's just picking them apart slowly but surely just looking like a damn sniper in the field he is mm. nuts um man he's yeah he does have a better season right now than steph he's shooting it's insane he's shooting 14 percent better than crazy. steph curry He's shooting fourteen percent better. Jesus Christ! He's shooting better from three than Curry right now as well. Wow! Damn, that's nuts. But they, but they won't teach you that in the, on ESPN. <laughs> you can only find you can only get that sort of education on this podcast. Oh my god, that is nuts. That's a really good one. I know. Wow. Um, all right. Well, I, now now I need to feel like I need to find a diamond in the rough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me let me go. Unless you're a real fan of basketball, you wouldn't be watching the Orlando Magic. And, oh, you're gonna say cold? <laughs> and I wouldn't blame you for not. But would I? Would it, would it surprise you to know that Cole Anthony is currently yeah. averaging twenty six and six? 
What the what? Yeah, Cole Anthony is currently averaging <laughs> twenty six and six. No. no, sorry, not twenty six. Like twenty. Twenty six and six. Mankin, okay. Mankin, Mankin, I, happened again. Mankin, happened again. I thought that was a given, again. Mankin. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, he's averaging twenty points per game um, down in Orlando. I think that's nuts. Um, yeah. For a dude who last year a lot of people were hating on quite profusely because he was pretty garbage, and I will say his mm. shooting is still inefficient. But man, although from three, he's almost at forty percent, right? But I mean, from the field, it's forty-four. <laughs> 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 but listen, man, that that dude's putting up numbers. I know it's not KD numbers, but for a dude who yeah. was looking pretty garbage, that's pretty serviceable numbers from a second-year guy on a team mm. with not a lot going on. So, Cole Anthony, man, overachieving over there down in a crap little team like Orlando. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's a good one. Yeah, I thought about it. Tim, I don't watch a lot of Magic basketball. To be honest. <laughs> Well, we spoke about we spoke about Jordan before, and um, so I'm going to throw 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 it to a player on on the team that he owns, uh, Miles Bridges. Oh, yes. Okay. This year, so last year he averaged about twelve point six rebounds. Yeah, respectable for a you know second third year player. Not not really anything special. This year he's leading the team in points with twenty one. He's second in rebounding um, per. Uh, with seven and twenty respectively, almost two steals and one block per game, and he's already won an Eastern Conference Player of the Week, and he's consistently doing it. Like he's doing it on a nightly basis. So, look, it's no KD with those numbers again. <laughs> we really should have made you go last, mate. <laughs> but but Miles Bridges, well done, mate. Mm, nuts. Yeah, he's been fun. Nuts. Sneaky All Star, sneaky mm, All Star chance for Miles. And he's fun, right? He's he's lots he of is fun, fun. So he is fun. Get him in the All Star game. That'd be he, awesome. he could get a he could have a big big All Star weekend with a dunk contest mm. as well. Ooh, that wouldn't be bad. Um, oh, so I've got my negative one now. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Well, here it is. Because <laughs> when I thought overachieving, first thing that popped in my mind was the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to double down on the 76ers are a playing team. Because, look, having a look, they had a pretty easy schedule to start the year. They had the Pistons twice, the Pelicans, and the Thunder. Now, they're losers of four straight and still have the Jazz Nuggets and Warriors in the next five. So, I assume over the next five, they're going to be back to a slightly under 500 team. Like, if I read these names of Maxi, Seth Curry, Gorgie Niang, and Andre Drummond, <laughs> and I get told I'm wrong for saying that's not a top six seed in the East... Listen, man, they're fun. Don't get me wrong. But if we're asking those guys to win cons- consistently over a long period of time in the regular season without Joel Embiid, it's just not going to cut it, man. And I think Joel's injuries, he's never going to be... He's always going to have these couple of weeks where he's out. And I think it's going to kill him. Because the East is so loaded mm. in that, like, four, basically 4 through 11 range. Like, the Celtics are the, like an 11 seed. But they've, even them, as an 11 seed, you've still got to go up against Tatum and Brown. Like, that's where you're going at the 11 seed, and you think, listen, man, Gorgi Niang's fun. Andre Drummond, he's a, he's a guaranteed rebound here and there, but it's not going to cut it. So I think the 76 is going to continue to fall, mm. is my overachiever. It's funny, someone um, commented in one of the posts, I think it was the Miami one, saying that they're an injury away from being, um, you know, like a play-in tournament. Mm. Like... We look at we look at the 76ers, that's a perfect example of another team exactly like that. I mean, to be fair, most teams are like that. You get a major injury and you know, you're you're already in a play in tournament. But yeah, yeah. Hey, Philly Manx, I like how you Philly, double man. I like how you're doubling down. I hate him. 
We hate him here on this podcast. Holy moly! Just it's not a, it's not a knock on anyone on the Philly no, team. I... It's just a it's a it's it's a, it's fact <laughs> that Embiid will get injured, and you're not going to win yeah. games. Um, we'll talk about overachieving. And anyway, you mentioned it before we were even recording. Making Demar Derozan has. Mm. Blown my expectations out of the water. I was, <laughs> as a Bulls fan, I was probably one of the most negative about that trade. Um, he's currently averaging 27 points per game uh, with a two seed in the East. He's an MVP candidate. I mean, the dude is just buckets on the most, mm. you know, he's shooting mid range all day and it just goes in and it's nuts. Um, I, I, he's overachieving as hell. He was 21 points per game last year, and I think most of the league, you you, you, you could ask almost every GM, and they would have said they don't want to touch him with a 10-foot pole. Mm. Um, and he's just come out this year, and he's really thrived. So not the Bulls overachieving. Just DeMar DeRozan is the just one that's, that's overachieving. The Bulls are exactly where they should be. I still can't believe a little while ago, I think it was two seasons ago, he was like ranked 80th on the NFL, yeah. NBA Top 100. He was. He was. I remember that. And look at him now. Oh, look at man. him now. How, look at him, eh? Look at him. If you ain't, if we would have been ready that? back then, but how about now? Chicago Bulls hmm? picked it. That's what, <laughs> that's what they do, man. Diamond in the rough. <laughs> I still think Chicago did know what they were going to be $100 million to. I think if anyone's the most surprised, it's the Bulls GM, whatever his name is. Ben, what can we get? Can we? How much petitioning would we have to do to get DeMar into a top three MVP vote? Oh, I don't even think it's... Uh, is there a world? Well, because it's right now, it's KD, Steph Curry, and then... Can we get I third? Think, I think DeMar could definitely fight for, for third. Because it's, it's either him. I don't know who else he's Tyler, to. Or the Joker. The Joker. Tyler Hero. Joker, Giannis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my God, I didn't have Tyler, Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero, Mr. Uh, Overachiever himself off the bench. Golly. Uh, um, one of those two could probably fit in there. Better than better than, better than than Jason Tatum, Tyler Hero. That guy? <laughs> yes, actually is. That off guy. the bench. Literally off that guy. Off the bench, guy. literally better than Jason Tatum. That is, oh my God. <laughs> That is insane, uh, man. Any any other any other ones from you boys? I'm out. You're out. You're out. Well, in that case, I think that ends this week's podcast. So, uh, guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you follow us on TikTok at, at Get Around It Pod. Again, thank you. Thanks for listening for this week. <laughs> Bye.